Welcome to High Cheese. It's Friday, September 1st, 2023. So let's just get right into this. So this week, James Comer, the head of the Oversight Committee, came out and said that there are over 5,000 emails that Joe Biden used under his fake email accounts. 5,000. And as I mentioned in one of my last episodes, these emails that Biden used, it was an indirect way of Joe to stay on top of what Hunter was doing, what Hunter's businesses were doing, so he could be helpful to push the Biden brand that made Hunter, the Biden family, and Joe Biden himself millions of dollars. 5,000 emails. Now, I'm sure the mainstream media is going to come out. Well, I'm sure they all weren't about Hunter Biden's business, about the Biden brand. Maybe there were just some emails he was sending out to people saying, oh, how you doing? Have a good holiday. Love Joe Biden. Now, others are going to say that, hey, uh, Obama had fake email accounts. So what's the big deal? But they're just trying to mitigate the damage that's being done to Joe Biden. 5,000, 5,000 emails, fake email accounts. And it was all about Joe Biden keeping his fingerprints off of knowing what was going on with Hunter Biden's business arrangements so he could benefit. And you don't think there's enough to impeach? Just off the top of my head, the Hunter Biden laptop, Joe said it was Russian disinformation. Him as as well as those 51 spooks that lied to the American people prior to the 2020 election. Well, that was false. Joe also claimed that Hunter Biden made no money from China. Not true. Joe also claimed that he knew nothing about Hunter Biden and his family's business arrangements. Now we now find out that Joe Biden met with Hunter's clients, potential clients. Remember he met with the, he had coffee with the wife of the former mayor of Moscow that wired Hunter I think it was three and a half million dollars. And then later as president, the Biden administration keeps the wife of the Moscow mayor, who is an oligarch in her own right, off the list of sanctioned Russian oligarchs. And then we have Joe calling in on speakerphone while Hunter was talking to clients and potential clients. And then we have Victor Shokin. Remember Joe Biden? held up all that money for Ukraine because he wanted Victor Shokin, the prosecutor that was going after Burisma, who had hired Hunter Biden. He wanted him fired. And then we find out what Joe Biden did to Ukraine by threatening to withhold their funding was not U.S. policy. And then we have those LLCs. Those LLCs that provided Joe Biden with tens of millions of dollars. And no one seems to know what Joe did for that tens of millions of dollars. And now we have the fake email accounts, 5,000 of them. And again, like I said, he was so dumb, he didn't think that people were going to find out about these emails. But then again, when he was doing this, he thought Hillary was going to win and everything would just be covered up. So we, now we have Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, saying right now, you know, we got to keep his feet to the fire. But Kevin McCarthy is out there saying that an impeachment inquiry will be appropriate. And essentially what the impeachment inquiry is, is that you do your investigation. The House as a group does its investigation. 
and then take a next step to actually impeach Biden. And the White House and the Biden administration, they're gearing up for this. They know what's coming. And with that said, I want to go to a clip. And it's from MSNBC. They're actually acknowledging that, yeah, Biden's going to probably get impeached. And we're gearing up for it. After all this stonewalling by the mainstream media over this, they're finally coming to the terms that, yeah, I think Joe Biden's going to get impeached. Now, they're going to put up a fight. They're going to try to ignore as much as they can, obfuscate. But the media is acknowledging that, yeah, this is down the road. And this all has to do with you and me and the Republicans winning the House in 2022. None of this happens unless the Republicans win the House in 2022. All this was going to be swept under the rug, obfuscated, create some new shiny objects, attack Donald Trump in response. But they can't ignore this at this point. So with that said, let's go to a clip. And this is uh, MSNBC talking about the potential impeachment or the pending impeachment inquiry on Joe Biden. So let's go to the clip and then we'll come back and discuss. As House Republicans look to launch an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, the White House now is preparing its own war room to defend the president. Sources telling NBC News dozens of lawyers, legislative aides, and communication staffers are tasked with leading an aggressive response. This comes as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has signaled again an impeachment inquiry is on the horizon. So uh, Peter's right, Jen, that uh, for a while the White House, Biden White House, really steered clear of the term war room. They did this early in this year that we're not doing that, we don't need to do that. That has changed as the the threat has evolved. And they, aides that I talked to, they're almost sort of resigned to the idea that at least there'll be an impeachment inquiry, unclear if we'll get all the way towards a full-fledged impeachment. The Biden White House does not want there to be a um, impeachment inquiry. Neither do the House Democrats, but both of those things may happen, and there are ways that it will. That the most likely thing is it'll beneficial, be beneficial to the Democrats. And that was Willie Geist, Jason Alexander, and and I think the third voice in there was the former communications director for Hillary Clinton. And quite frankly, you can see that we boxed them in the corner. We, they have to talk about this. They've been boxed into a corner. They can't ignore the fact that the sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden, is on the verge of being impeached. So they can't ignore it. But what the benefit of them now talking about this is there's going to be some Democrats out there. There's going to be some independents out there that watch MSNBC. And they're going to tell themselves, well, this Biden's a bad guy. He doesn't deserve to be president. And you don't have to get all the Democrats on board with you in order to win in November. You just need some of them. And that's the reason they don't want to talk about it. Because the truth comes out. Now, the -the dyed-in-the-wool left-wing communist Democrats, they don't care. But it's the Democrats that remember the old Democratic Party. It's the independents. They're the ones that are going to take a second look at Joe Biden. And even the globalists are starting to have a second thought on Joe Biden. And with that said, I just want to go to an article from The Economist. And The Economist is a globalist magazine. A magazine read by members of the World Economic Forum. And let me just read the headline here. 
says Joe Biden's re-election bid is in trouble. The Democrats' bet looks increasingly risky. And it goes on to cite some polls that were taken. For example, it says fewer than one in four Americans, 24%, want President Joe Biden to run again, according to a poll published on August 17th by the Associated Press. Even 55% of Democrats do not think he should run. Although his approval ratings have ticked up, he remains one of the most unpopular presidents in modern history. So they're issuing a warning. Oh, and before I forget, there was a poll that came out a long time ago which said that 17% of Biden voters would not have voted for Joe Biden if they knew that the laptop was real. Think about that. And it's those 17% that MSNBCs, the CNNs, the Democrats don't want to find out what the truth is. But now they're forced into it. They can put up all their stories. They can obfuscate. But people see through what they're doing because they want the truth. And like I said, it's not going to be all Democrats. All Democrats, they don't care. Whoever the Democrat is, they're going to vote for. But it's those 17% that MSNBC does not want to hear the truth. Also, oh, before I forget too, also on the Hunter laptop, there was uh, an email that Hunter wrote that said that he had to give Joe Biden half of his salary. And also it's come out that Hunter Biden paid for some of Joe Biden's bills. But here's the ultimate story that the Democrats and the left-wing media are going to try to push on this. And I mentioned this a couple episodes ago. They're going to try to make people think that unless they see Joe Biden's hands in the bag, oh, he's innocent. You can't impeach. Really? Really? Do they really think the American people are that dumb? Now, the Democrat voting base is that dumb. But the independent voter, those 17% of Biden voters that wouldn't have voted for him if they knew that the laptop were real, they're going to see the truth. But the Democrats are going to constantly push and push and change to the point where they're going to sound absurd. And we already hear it. There was a Democratic, a Democrat rep, Rokana. He's out there saying, well, you know, we haven't seen Joe Biden taking money. And that's going to be their story. But again, the American people will see the truth. So we shall see. Boy, I tell you. They must be in a state of panic at this point. And I want to go over a couple of polls. And I'm going to not talk about any of the primary polls because this is a lock for Donald Trump. He's up so far in every poll. Everyone should just stop their campaign. Just rally around Trump. So I'm not even going to talk about any of the primary polls. So let's go to a couple of the presidential polls. So after four indictments being attacked by the media, being attacked by the Democrats, being attacked by the deep state. The Economist and YouGov came out with a poll on Wednesday. Donald Trump plus one. And you have to understand, these are left-leaning organizations, globalist organizations, and they have Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. Let's look at another one. General election. This was from Tuesday, August 29th. This is from the Messenger slash Harris, which are not Trump supporters. They have Biden up one. Emerson, Trump plus two. That poll was taken Monday, August 28th. Then last Friday, August 25th, 
New York Post, Trump plus three. So after throwing everything, including the kitchen sink at Donald Trump, he's up in all these polls. And I saw an interview this morning with um, John McLaughlin. He's Trump's own pollster. And he, he's come out and, and said that in the swing states, uh, Trump is up between five and seven points, I think, in the swing states. And this is a high point for Joe Biden. Where did this impeachment start sticking with the American people? He has no upside on this. Inflation's still high. He's trying to sell people on that the country's doing well. Well, it's not. So it all goes downhill for Joe from here. And there's a heck of a lot more upside with Donald Trump in these polls. And it makes you think, what point are they going to dump Biden? And I don't think they're ready yet. I think that the Democrats feel that they can they can take this into the convention. You know, they have these superdelegates in the Democratic convention. And I, I think ultimately they can just, they think they can swap them out at the last moment. And you hear like Gavin Newsom, you hear Michelle Obama. Now, I think Gavin Newsom is playing this game pretty well right now. He's going around the country doing these photo ops, not running, at least not yet. And this is a strategy that uh, DeSantis should have taken. He should have just been lurking in the background, not jump in so early. See what happens. See what happens to Donald Trump. Well, nothing happened to Donald Trump. Trump's on his way back to the White House. And DeSantis really damaged himself by running. So if he was smart, he should have just been out there lurking around, doing some things across the country, not throw his hat in the ring. But he didn't do it. And look where he's ending up. Probably severely damaged himself for 2028 if he wants to run again. If he, if he really does want to run, he may be so turned off by this whole process that after Florida, we may never see him again politically. But again, DeSantis should have looked how Gavin Newsom is running his shadow campaign, for lack of a better word. And maybe DeSantis would have a future. So we shall see. And I want to talk about inflation a bit because the Biden administration, these Wall Streeters, are trying to mislead the average American, these monthly CPI figures that come out. Now, I think, for example, I think inflation last month went up 3% annualized, around 3%, 3.3%, right around there. And Biden's out there telling people, oh, your inflation went down. No, it didn't go down. It's going up. It's going up at 3.3%. But you have to remember that that's also on top of the 9.1% inflation rate that last year. So it's also misleading. And the only real indicator that we have is to go to the historical CPI charts. So let me give you an example here. Let's take a look at, let's compare July 2023 to July 2019 before the pandemic really kicked in. So the CPI index in July of 2019 was 256.57. And you know where it is today? July 2023, the index is at 305.69. That's about a 19% increase in inflation from July 2019 to July 2023. 19%. So when Joe Biden and his operatives out there are saying, oh, inflation's down, inflation's down. 
It's not. It's up 19% since 2019. Just take a look at the prices that you pay for things today versus what you pay, paid for in 2019 when Donald Trump was the president. You got Joe Biden saying inflation's down and you take a look at what your food bill is every month and then you compare it to what your food bill was in 2019. Joe, you're in another world. And that's the only really good gauge for Americans to realize when inflation goes down, when the prices that we pay today are comparable to what we paid in 2019. Whether it's cars, whether it's homes, whether it's eggs, steak, gas, that's got to be your comparison. Not what Joe Biden says, not what these talking heads on CNBC say. And while we're on the subject of these bogus numbers coming out of the Biden administration, I just want to spend a few more minutes on economics. I'll then parlay that into immigration. But payroll figures came out today. And that figure for the month of August was 187,000. And the estimate was 170,000. And Biden's, I'm sure Biden's out there saying, oh, this is a great number. This is such a good number. This is Bidenomics working. And I'm reading this article in CNBC, and then what they have buried in the article were the revisions they made to July's payroll and June's payroll. So July's payroll moved down 30,000 to 157,000. So initially when it came out, it was 187,000. And Joe Biden was out there at the time saying, oh, look at this, this is great. But guess what? They revised it. It's actually at 157,000. And then in June, the number was re revised lower by 80,000 to 105,000. So initially, the number that came out was 185,000. And then they later revised it down by 80,000 to 105,000. And this is all buried in the article. Meanwhile, in June, Biden was out there touting the payroll number. Oh, they're great. But then later on, when they think no one's looking, they revise it downward by 80,000. And then our GDP was revised. Second quarter GDP originally came in, I think it was at 2.3 or 2.4%. And then they recently revised it downward to 2.1%. So what is going on here? These constant revisions downward? But this is what we should expect from this administration to these people that are in charge right now. It's all about obfuscation. It's all about creating a story. And then they change the story later on when they think nobody, nobody's looking. And the same thing is with immigration. The administration's out there saying, oh, this is the best. Biden is the best president regarding immigration ever. And it's all a story. Because when you take a look at what they're doing with immigration, it's just a sham. And with that said, I want to go to a clip. And this is with Karine Jean-Pierre. And she's talking about immigration, how great Joe Biden is. So let's go to this clip and then we'll come back and discuss. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. June saw the single largest month-to-month -month drop in lawful, unlawful border crossing because of the policies this president put in place. And let's not forget, we expanded, we've expanded the pathway uh, to citizenship under this president. And mind you, he's been doing this on his own. And this is just laughable. We've had millions and millions of people sneak into this country under the Biden administration. And again, I've got nothing against immigration as long as it's legal. But here's where the Biden administration gets cute. What the Biden administration did is, hey, guys, 
No reason to trek up and sneak into our country. Just fill out this app and then come through our port of entries and then you'll be fine. And that's all they did. They just told the people that were sneaking into the country, no need to do that. Just fill out this app, come through the regular port of entry and you'll, you'll get in. And they call it legal. And this is why it's so important to have the right people in certain positions in the government. It's all about policy. So the the Biden administration policy is said, no more sneaking in. Just fill out the app, come through the port of entry, and you're fine. And that's Biden's cure. And they're saying it's legal. And here's here's where they get cute. And this is why uh, Trump's position was very effective. Here's what they get cute. You can come into this country. And it's technically legal for you to come into this country and, say, declare asylum. But then they give you a court date two years down the road, year and a half down the road. But over 90% of them don't show up. And that's when they become illegal. So the Biden administration is saying, hey, fill out the app, come in. And everybody knows that they're not going to show up for their dates, their court dates. And that's why the Remain in Mexico policy of the Trump administration was so effective. So instead of having these immigrants come in that will eventually become illegal, Trump said, no, stay in Mexico. When your court date comes up, we'll go get you, and then you can come in and we'll, we'll decide whether you can get asylum here or whatever type of immigration status that you want. And that's why it's so disingenuous of what they're doing, so misleading of what they're doing. Oh, yeah, we stopped the people from sneaking in. We're just allowing them to come in the regular way now. And it's all good. But here's what they're not telling you. They're not telling you that human traffickers, terrorists, are still sneaking in because our border leaks like a sieve. And let me go to an article right now. And this is uh, from the Washington Examiner. And it says here, FBI searching for immigrants who crossed the U.S.-Mexico border with ISIS-affiliated smugglers says the FBI is scrambling to locate immigrants from Uzbekistan who were released into the United States after they illegally crossed the southern border with the help of a human smuggler who has ties to the Islamic State terrorist group, according to a new report. Federal law enforcement agencies nationwide are piecing together how information slipped between the cracks and resulted in a national security headache for the Biden administration, which Republicans will likely cite as proof of the potential dangers of the unchecked border crisis. So the border's still open for terrorists, human traffickers, because it leaks like a sieve. And the Biden administration is too focused on getting immigrants to fill out their app so they can come in here instead of going through that same border that the traffickers are going through. Then there's reports about Chinese nationals sneaking through the border with bad intent for this country. A lot of friction with our relationship right now with China. We've got Chinese nationals right now sneaking into this country with bad intent. But it's all good. Everything's legal. And again, I'm not against immigration as long as it's legal and as long as the people's intent is correct. But this whole policy that they had is open the door up, fill out the app, and we'll never see you again. That's not a way to run a border. So we shall see. Now, one last story before I go for the week. I just wanted to talk about that 12-year-old kid that was forced to take a Gatson flag patch 
off of his backpack. I'm sure many of you have seen it. It's that yellow flag with a snake on it, and under it says, don't tread on me. And it was used by the colonists in their fight against England during the Revolutionary War. But for some reason, these people at this school thought it was, it was an association with slavery. And I guess one of the teachers complained, and they dragged the kid into the principal's office. I, I wish I could show you the clip in the, I think it was a vice principal talking to these, uh, the mother and the kid. She was just glassy-eyed, didn't absolutely, ha- had no concept of what this flag was. And all she kept saying uh, as a matter well, you know, was offensive. People who related to slavery. Where the heck did she get that? But the school board came in. I guess they had an emergency meeting the next day and said that the kid could wear the patch because it wasn't related to slavery. It was related to the Revolutionary War. But the only thing that disappointed me is why didn't this Board of Education make this vice principal and any of the staffers that were offended by this patch to study U.S. history. And I think it's quite startling that you've got people that administer our children in these school systems that don't know anything about U.S. history. And it's sad but true. But that will change. And with that said, thank you so much for listening. You have a good week, and I will talk to you next Saturday.